BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Move with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today I'm going to be joined for our current mood combo with the girls from Comments by Celebs. Comments by Celebs is a brand consisting of several social media accounts. They have Comments by Celebs, Comments by Bravo, Comments by Influencers, Comments by Athletes, and they have a weekly podcast created by Emma Diamond and Julie Kramer that focuses on pop culture and entertainment news. These two girls took just a pop culture obsession and created it into an empire. We talk everything celeb mood boosters and how they both decided to drop out of college and focus full-time on this new business endeavor. So we are going to get all into that. They are so fun. I really think this will be a fun episode for you guys. That's a mix of that business balance, tips and tricks, plus just some good old fun girl talk. But first, let's get into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week, I wrote down fruits. And that is an abbreviation that only I know means the fruits of my labor. My labor is coming to fruition. It's crazy. I basically feel like I'm in this cool place where I actually have my rest of the year planned out, I guess. Like, it's weird. I have a bunch of stuff on my calendar that I know I need to get done before I go home for the holidays. And there is so many exciting things happening before the end of the year. Like, Something that I've worked so hard for actually has an announcement date in the calendar, has a launch date in the calendar, and it's all happening before the end of the year. So 2020 will at least end with a bang for Lauren Elizabeth and Co. And the Co is you guys because you guys get to benefit from it too because you get to shop dare I say shop shop but yeah basically I'm so excited that I'm getting even closer to being able to share with you guys what I've been working so hard on and not just like the behind the scenes and like why and how and what's gonna happen but just like actually having something to show for it too it's basically been really hard especially during quarantine feeling like this piece of myself is missing because my work is such a big part of me it's like for a really long time I didn't even have any other identity than work and obviously I kind of started reprioritizing like self-growth and obviously getting sober and friendships and relationships and stuff like that so I wasn't just this person that only had work but I still am someone that, you know, identifies a lot with working and having a career and being my own boss. And so not really having this one part of my business, it made me feel really, really just on edge. I felt like a part of me was missing in a way that it was like something I love to do so much and something that I really think that I'm good at and that I love sharing with you guys and putting out in the world. I haven't been able to because of all that 
annoying logistical stuff that you have to deal with when you're also a business owner. So finally, the boring part that takes the longest, aka the past 12 months of my life, is coming to a close and the fun gets to begin. So October, I will be announcing it and I'm so excited and maybe we can do some kind of podcast episode if you guys are interesting. But either way, a best mood is always when all your hard work essentially pays off. And sometimes it's really easy to just feel like you need to check it off your list and focus on the next part, but it's always good to celebrate your wins. It took me a really long time to learn how to do that. I was always just grinding and going to the next thing and I was never really practicing gratitude or celebrating and really just giving myself a pat on the back and you really have to remember that when you do something and you accomplish something or your hard work pays off that you're allowed to actually bask in it you're allowed to celebrate in it you're allowed to be happy and proud of yourself you don't have to be like okay well it's not perfect yet or I have to do more and it's not done yet and there's so much more to do you're allowed to celebrate how far you've come no matter if you're at the finish line yet spoiler alert there really is no finish line in life except that you know day you die don't forget to give yourself a pat on the back and let your best mood be about accomplishing your goals as well and then my worst mood is just like this weird form of anxiety creeping back up for me obviously anxiety tends to always be some sort of worst mood for me because it's kind of my worst feeling in the entire world if you're someone who struggles with anxiety you know but it's also weird that like sometimes your anxiety puts on those different masks and you have to really remember that oh wait this is anxiety it's just kind of coming in a different form this week or whatever and so with work getting super busy and kind of having to do different types of work that I haven't really had to do over quarantine I've noticed that my anxiety is just kind of really physical again and that's just a non-medical term that I use to describe when I have shortness of breath and a heavy chest and an upset stomach and trouble falling asleep it's like all those kind of physical symptoms that kind of come along with stress and anxiety for me and I don't really ever address it I'm just so kind of used to being able to think okay let me like figure it out let me take a deep breath and then I don't really realize why I'm feeling that way not that I am not capable of realizing it more so I'm just like okay like it's not the end of the world because I've had worse anxiety but then I like looked in the mirror and I had dermatitis slash eczema like all over my face and I was like holy crap like I must be so stressed out and kind of just like anxious that it's showing physically even on my face that was definitely a big wake-up call for me and I realized that I need to do a little bit of extra self-care because even though like I'm not sad my anxiety and stress still is not the healthiest thing for me so learning how to kind of take back my boss bitch title while also managing my physical anxiety symptoms is definitely something I need to work on and ultimately led to a worse mood because who likes seeing eczema on their eyes today's mood boost is brought to you by Ancestry Health. It's really important to make sure you know health conditions that may run in your family. Worrying is my job description, but what are the right things to worry about? Ancestry Health can help you cross a few things off your list when it comes to your family's inherited health risks. That way, you can know what needs your attention most. With their most advanced genetic testing technology called Next Generation Sequency, Ancestry Health now looks at more places in your DNA than 23andMe, giving better odds of determining 
happening that you are at a lower genetic risk for some of the most commonly inherited conditions. Your inherited health risks don't have to stay unknown. Learn if you're at a lower or higher risk for some commonly inherited conditions linked to breast cancer, colon cancer, and heart disease with Ancestry Health. This is designed to be offered at an affordable price, so Ancestry Health is committed to improving accessibility to powerful genetic testing capacity of next-generation sequencing. Find out what your DNA says about genetic risk with Ancestry Health. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com mood to get your Ancestry Health Kit today. That's Ancestry.com mood. Now let's jump into some mood boosters. Work is fun, right? But like what's more fun? Boosting your mood, that's what. And sometimes a good mood boost session is just finding a new show to watch. So I am extremely obsessed like nothing gets me going nothing lights my fire like a cult okay you need to go watch The Vow on HBO absolutely immediately okay well not immediately because I want you to listen to the current mood convo but oh my god I like literally I light up I light up like the 4th of July when someone asks me oh what have you been watching during quarantine and I just get like my mood gets boosted because I'm just like so excited to talk to them about the cult documentary on HBO called The Vow I have literally watched every single thing about cults over quarantine and the fact that this is like actually brand new it's just oh my god you guys I'm literally obsessed I actually had heard about this cult like a while ago but I didn't really I don't know like I don't know why I didn't hear more about it I just like love drama so since the vow got me in such a specific mood I felt finally emotionally ready to watch The Handmaid's Tale and this might sound crazy but you also might be able to relate but I'm the type of person where if my anxiety and mood is really bad really low I cannot watch dark shit like I've told you guys in the past that mood boosters are like romantic comedies and just really fun things you can watch that like don't make you feel anything bad right And so I've never been able to watch The Handmaid's Tale because it just gave me the creeps. It was too dark for me. It was not a mood booster. But watching the other cult documentary put me in such a mood where I was like, I think I'm ready to watch Handmaid's Tale. Boom. Life changed. I started it. I'm so in. I love the drama. It's not giving me anxiety. It's boosting my mood. And I just, I don't know. I'm living for the drama. I'm living for the craziness. And it's truly a mood booster for me. It's also a mood booster when you start a show that like requires a lot of attention because you can't really be on your phone. You don't really want to talk to anyone else. You don't want to do anything else. Like it really just helps you turn off and you just get taken to another world, even if it's a scary world. But luckily it's not giving me any anxiety. It's just honestly helping me relax and go to bed and just like have a nice time off my phone and off worrying about my own problems and worrying about the handmaids. My next mood booster is silly but true. It's my Brazilian blowout, not Brazilian wax, Brazilian blowout. So I get this done to my hair. I've never talked about it obviously on the podcast before because this is a new platform for me, but I've talked about it on Instagram. And if you have curly, wavy, frizzy hair, you know how much it is not a mood booster when you have to shower blow dry your hair get your hair under control like I have a lion's mane so the biggest mood booster in the entire world is being able to get my Brazilian done and then take a shower and not have to worry about my hair and not feel ugly I mean it's just 
it's a game changer like it makes me feel so good because I feel fresh and clean but then I don't have this like haggard hair it is just I feel like a naturally beautiful goddess even though there's nothing natural about it I paid to get it done to my head oh my god it is just it is a game changer life changing mood boosting it literally makes me feel like a different person and I just feel like I have the freedom to do whatever I want to do because my hair is never going to betray me a mood booster I totally forgot to mention the past couple weeks was putting in all my earrings again it sounds weird but have you ever felt like sometimes you're just a total slob and you really have to like shower get ready put on a cute dress and take on the world and like just feel confident and pretty again well I did that but not as drastic I basically just finally put all my earrings back in over quarantine you've probably seen it also on my Instagram and it just like made me feel like I had a sense of my personal style back like it just made me feel like I was slowly coming out of this quarantine where I'm not fully like dressing up and going out but like putting in my earrings because I have a lot of earrings I have a lot of holes in my ears it just gave me that sense of like I have a little bit of style I have a little bit of fashion like I'm a little cute. I'm a little girly. Like, I don't know. It's just like this weird thing where when you take care of yourself or where you treat yourself a little bit, it's a mood booster because like you feel like the best version of yourself. And so for me, just having all my earrings in reminded me how much I loved feeling glamorous and feeling like I'm a little bit of a fashion icon, if you will. If there's like jewelry or painting your nails or just something you haven't done because of quarantine, I guarantee you if you like get it done, if you do it, you will definitely feel a mood boost for sure because you just feel like a human again. But enough about me. Before we jump into today's current mood convo, let's talk about you for a second. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, I need to talk to someone or else I will drive myself crazy. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done so securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can just log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their websites and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com mood. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. My listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mood. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mood. Now I'm going to bring on Emma and Julie, who are the co-founders and girls behind your favorite Instagram account, Comments by Celebs, where you can see the most epic celebrity clapbacks, little love affairs, everything you always see in the comment section that they make sure to put straight to your timeline. Welcome, Emma and Julie. Thank you guys so much for coming on Mood. Oh my God. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Are you guys physically together right now or are you separate? No, Julie and I have not seen each other since March <gasps> 9th. Yeah. Oh my God. What is that? How has like quarantine and everything been for you guys? <laughs> I mean, it's been good. I, in a lot of ways, we were kind of designed for this. Like, I think we really enjoy <laughs> very much homebodies, but it's getting, uh, there's a lot more technical difficulties podcasting wise. I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing. 
you know, just like a little bit. I, you know, I always try to improve with the audio. And whenever I try to do that, it usually gets worse. So yeah, I'm really glad that you guys um, actually set up our podcast today because I'm, you know, a piece of shit. So <laughs> it's not true. It's our Wi-Fi, but thank you for for doing it like this. A lot of people don't like to do it if they can't see the other person, but we're just so used to audio only. So I feel like you're right here. Oh no, I know. I like. I had a couple girls come on Zoom and they turned their cameras off, and at first I was like, uh, and then I was <laughs> like, oh wait, this is so much better. <laughs> Yeah, we're camera off girls. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you do not want to see what I look like on the other side of this computer right now. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, I want to get into just like everything about you guys. We have talked on DM for like ever and I've been such big fans of your account. I literally tell everyone about your account all the time. I'm like, you're not following comments by celebs. It is the best account on Instagram. And I'm saying that unbiasedly. Even better than mine, because mine is just, ugh, no, it does not bring as much joy as your guys's. So I need to know, how did this account start? Like, literally give me and my listeners the backstory for those who don't know. Okay, well, first of all, that was so nice. Thank you. (laughs) I really (laughs) appreciate it. Um, So basically, in 2017, Instagram changed the algorithm. So I know it seems like a very long time ago, but if you remember when you used to look at like a celebrity's um, picture, the comment section wasn't organized by verified comments. So what was happening was like all these very funny celebrity interactions were kind of getting lost. And in April 2017, they made this change that verified comments were highlighted. And Julie and I obviously have always been obsessed with pop culture, celebrities, etc., and we're like scrolling through one day and we see Scott and Courtney interacting in the comments. <laughs> Wait a second. Like there has to be something here. And it just came to me and I texted Julie immediately. She was the first person I texted. I was like, I'm making this account, comments by celebs. You're the only person I want to do it with. Let's do it. Rachel? That's how that's how it happened. It's kind of crazy thinking back on it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so were you guys I I you know, I did a little bit of research because I'm so professional. And you guys both were in college together, right? Yes. Um, we went to Syracuse together. I was a senior when Julie was a sophomore. And Julie, when we I like honestly just forgot when I started this, you were abroad, right? Yeah, I was in Tel Aviv at the time. So you guys just texted each other, decided to start this account, and it has literally become like way bigger. Like, did you expect it to become this big? Okay. (laughs) I feel like we kind of have different answers for this because for me personally, I thought that the concept, I saw how addicted we were to this stuff. So I knew that other people would care. I just don't think that we went into it kind of like hoping for that. Mm. Like I think that on some level, I, I thought it would happen, but it wasn't like I was getting ready to, you know, like leave grad school and do this. That was kind of a a natural byproduct. But I think for you, Julie, it was a little bit more like a casual, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's always how it is with me and you. But (laughs) M also, when we first did it, she had texted her aunt, like in the very beginning of us starting the account. And she had texted her aunt saying that like she thought we were going to have or she was hoping for a million followers by I think it was 2018 because we had started in 2019 I could have the dates off and like in January of 2018 or 2019 we hit a million so she always knew that it was going to (laughs) be like she always had the feeling of the followers I thought that people would like the account I thought that it was a really good idea um I always thought that was like a really original concept so like that tends to draw people in 
I never expected that it would become a full-time job or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's so crazy, like reading your guys's background and like, you know, one of you is in grad school. There's like a little bit of the age difference. And it seemed like neither of your majors had anything to do with social media. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, not at all. I was, I was communications and I was at Columbia for social work and Julie was psychology. So when did you guys like decide to actually leave what your plans were already? Like, was that scary at all? Because I think a lot of people look at like people that are on social media, like even me, you know, I left college too. And it's always like that kind of feeling of like, oh, well, I'm I'm not recommending dropping out of college. It just kind of happened. Did you guys feel that like weirdness of like kind of diverting from your original plans? Well, to be honest, I think that we would have had that feeling more if this was like if we had left undergrad, just because I feel like we both had it in our minds that we wanted to graduate undergrad. So when it happened, I, Julie was just graduated. You know, we started it when she was a junior. She had just graduated. And instead of going to grad school for forensics, like she did this full time. And for me, I had finished my first year of Columbia and it was kind of like, it was crazy to, you know, to, defer my second year. But I guess I felt like there was a more natural break of things, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Like I am such the kind of person where if I feel like it's in the moment, I just want to do it. Like if I just feel intuitively like it's right. And I think we both had this feeling of like, you know what? We're so lucky. School's always going to be there. Like grad school's always going to be there. Let's just try this. Like, let's see if we can do it. And I feel like there was this real I don't know if it was like an addiction to innovation or just this like entrepreneurial spirit that was kind of captivated both of us, but we were so excited, right, Julie? Like, I don't remember there being fear, really. No, I don't even remember there being an actual conversation about it. Like, I (laughs) would expect that we would have had this thing where we both sat down and like laid out the pros and the cons and you decided at the end of the conversation that you were going to leave grad school and I was going to not apply. Like, there was nothing formal that was like that. I think we just both texted each other one day and we're like, so we're not like doing anything but this, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm on board. And that was how it happened. (laughs) Yeah. I love that it's like so organic. And then like, I I literally just had a couple girls on the podcast that, you know, obviously started a business together. And I asked the same question of like, you know, a lot of people say like, don't go into business with your friend. But like, did you guys just organically feel that way too? Of like, no, this is going to be great. Like we work super well together. I think so, right, Julie? It's funny because we we can't really remember what our friendship was like before. Like this is like a <laughs> conversation we have where we're like, were we really friends before or did you just randomly text me? Like it's this whole back and forth that we always have. So I don't think that when we first started it, like our friendship was such a major concern because it's not like we were best, best friends like we are now at the time. Like I think we were both like in the beginning – we would work really well together. We both have very similar ideas towards this and like similar kind of work ethics and what we want. And then the friendship as close as we are now was kind of a byproduct. Like we were always friends, but it definitely wasn't the level that we are now. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. I actually love that. I feel like it's, it's such like a positive thing to even like come from that to even make it have you guys become closer. And especially over just like pop culture and media. It's like, I'm literally just as obsessed as you guys are. And my first thought was literally like, okay, now that this is so big, like the, I get like so detail oriented when I talk to girls that like also kind of run their own businesses. And I like ask like way too many like intricate questions. So apologies in advance, but it's just like, to me, I'm like, okay, you guys are posting all the time. 
how in the world are you finding all these comments? Like, what is the process of, because obviously, yes, the algorithm changed, but like, how do you even know like where to look? Like we obviously all have our favorite celebrities and when we're scrolling, we see things, but like now this is your job. Like, do you have like a formula of like every single day, how you check for comments? Well, first of all, you can ask us anything. I love the details. Okay. Too, so don't, <laughs> don't like, feel like it's conservative. Yeah. Um, okay. So in the beginning, it was a lot more um, like investigative. I think it is fair to say we really were so, so, so kind of, I mean, we had less followers. We were just so diligent about really finding these like little Easter eggs. And then once the verified comments started to become even more well-known, our followers, just like as a totally natural byproduct of that, started to submit content to us. So Mm. it's both. I mean, we're definitely very active looking and we definitely, you know, if we see a post, like if Gigi Hadid, this is a bad example because we didn't end up doing it. Like if Gigi Hadid posts a picture um, from her maternity shoot, we're going to save that because we know there's going to be a good comment. So we know what to save because we have a feeling, but also we're so lucky that, you know, we have people that are constantly sending us things. So it's definitely a mix. It used to be like a hundred percent us. And now it's definitely a mix between our followers finding things and also us just kind of learning where to look now. I think you guys don't even have to like hire people on to look for comments. You got the followers coming in clutch. Oh my God. It's like the, be- I, I, like truly, I, we say this all the time. We're like, how did we get so lucky to have these people? Because the thing is, you don't follow this account if you don't give a shit about pop culture. So like, <laughs> right, like the whole thing about it is that theoretically, the people that are seeing these comments naturally would be just as excited as we are and want it to end up on the feed. So for them to press one arrow, it's not that big of a deal. They want to do it. So for us, it's like such a win-win because we obviously want people that are excited, but also it's helping us. The thing that's amazing also with follower submissions is that there are some really major comments that we've done where it's like we would have seen it regardless if somebody sent it to us or not, just because it's a major celebrity commenting on another major celebrity about a major event. Like we obviously would have seen it um, even with everybody sending it to us. But there are ones that we've done that have done unbelievably well because unless one specific person was following this one specific account, no one else would have seen it. So there are ones where people like who follow Stan accounts for certain celebrities that celebrities have commented on or like, you know, normal people who have posted something and tagged a celebrity and that celebrity had commented on it. We would have no way of knowing to even look in that spot because we have no way of knowing how to even get there. So we've had followers who have sent ones like that where it's like, thank God for our followers because we never in a million years would have seen that. Oh my God. See, that makes so much sense because I was thinking, I was like, how do they find, like, I was like, do you guys have some system where you're like hacked into the IP and you know everyone's whereabouts (laughs) all the time? Because you guys are so on top of it. And I personally, my favorite are like the Chrissy Teigen roundups because I just think they're absolutely hilarious. Who are your guys' like go-tos and like favorites personally to post? Oh, I feel like when people ask us that question, it's constantly changing. Like right. recently, Jamie Lynn Spears has been on fire. I know that's kind of random, <laughs> but she's been really on fire. Um, I love, it's rare, but I love a good Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds interaction. I don't get sick of that. Um, I don't know, you know, I like when people just come out of left field. Like, I don't expect Zach Braff to be commenting on this random meme page, but he does. And so, like, I appreciate that, I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many. And I, my favorite ones are always, like, what I'm said, where it's, like, kind of unexpected. Like, we definitely have our our key players, our Chrissies, our, you know, um, and they're so great. So whenever, like, Chrissy posts something or John posts something, we'll save it, assuming that one of them will probably comment. But then you'll get one where it's, like, 
the least expected person to comment on something. And it's like the most, the best, most excited feeling. Or when like Shania Twain, I think it was last week at a left field comments on that meme about her. It was like, wait, the meme was I have right here. If I were Shania Twain, I would tweet, let's go girls every single morning for the rest <laughs> of my life. And she comments, let's go girls. And I'm like, Julie, are you fucking kidding me? The celebrity meme comments are my favorite. Those do not ever get old. Ever. I would literally just die to be in your guys' group chat. Like, do you guys like, <laughs> talk about like the actual like drama behind it and like what's going on? Or is it just like always like, strictly business because obviously you guys have a podcast and we'll get into that but like do you guys just like talk about like what's going on and what the comment means and all that stuff or is it just like okay let's post this this is good crop it photoshop it put it up um it's the really rush business thing first and then like usually a very lengthy discussion (laughs) like (laughs) like I feel like you know how people say like you don't want to know me when I'm hungry right like people have those moods for us it's like you don't want to know us when a good comment just came in and it's the time in between us getting it and us posting it. That's like, personally, I'm just, I feel very unpleasant. Like I'm just not a fun person to be around. Like, worst case scenario when I'm in the middle of a manicure and like, I obviously would never be rude to the person doing my nails, but they sense it like a visible sense of tension because I can't use my hand. So I'm like, like, oh yeah, I have to tell you this story. We've told this before. Oh, <laughs> when, when, um, Justin Bieber and Haley got engaged, that's what it was, right, Julie? Yeah. Yeah. It was when they got engaged. Yeah. When they got engaged, I was in the middle of a gel manicure and my hands are in the thing. And I'm just like, oh fuck. And my nail, my manicure has posted that post for us. No, I swear to God. I'm like, you don't even know what you just did. Like, I'm like, you don't even know how many headlines you're about to be in. She had no idea, but I was so grateful for her. Oh my God. The thing that's so funny about that also is that I, the reason that she had to post it because I also was getting a manicure and we have never gotten a manicure at the same time since then. Ever. I was literally going to ask, I was like, what do you do when you're like with your family or with your friends, like out to dinner? And like this shit is, you know, it's social media. It's going on 24 seven. Like, how do you even find a balance between like being able to turn on and off? Because it seems like not only it's like, you know, being, let's say, quote unquote, an influencer, like, yes, you need to share your life. But like, these are like reactions, you don't know when celebrities are going to post. So how do you like excuse yourself? I mean, obviously, we know the gel manicure, the manicurist comes in. (laughs) How do you balance the rest of your life? (laughs) Honestly, for me, I don't, I don't feel like I do a very good job at it. So maybe Julie's better equipped to answer this because I, I've noticed recently, it's something that I'm struggling with. Like I, I do Pilates like five days a week and I have, it's like a one hour session. And I noticed that I was starting, it's like the one thing that centers me. And I think part of that is like, I lost my mom a few years ago and she was really big into Pilates. So it's like the one time a day that I feel really connected with her, et cetera. And I was noticing that like, I, I wasn't able to really focus in my session because I was thinking about Instagram and like, am I missing something? And I'm like, this is unhealthy. Like I got to cut this out because it can wait. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it can wait. And I just think, I don't know, like the way it's so funny because the way that you're talking to us and like with such so much kindness and so much admiration about what we do, like what we always say is, I don't know how you do what you do because for you, it's like your actual life. You know, for us, we're just, we're private. Like we, our stuff is private. So we're just, you know, posting about celebrities. But for you, I feel like I have so much more kind of respect for like how much harder that seems to me to have to be posting about your own life. Quick break to talk to you guys about stamps.com. Oh my God, you guys, this has been one of my absolute favorite 2020 finds as a small business owner myself who has been wanting to get it all done and stay safe and not leave the house. Stamps.com is here to save us. 
As we slowly adjust to a new normal, we still need to be smart about how we do business, you guys. Luckily, there's Stamps.com to make things easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid the crowds at the post office, all from their own computers. With Stamps.com, you print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. And you'll save money with the discounted rates you can't even get at the post office, you guys. So if you're a small business, this is extremely important. And Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discount codes up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Stamps.com brings all the mail and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your home or office. Whether you're a small business like me sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule pickup, and drop it off in a mailbox. It's literally that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off every stamp and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in mood. That's Stamps.com, enter mood. Back to the podcast. Yeah, no, not to before Julie jumps in, but I was also (laughs) going to say too, you know, talking about the balance of it all, I did notice that both of you guys um, on your personal accounts are actually private. And that was really shocking and interesting to me just because, you know, even when people create like, let's say viral meme accounts, like they kind of, you know, there was that kind of wave when people were meme accounts, but then they kind of, you know, there was all those articles like the woman behind the meme account. And obviously you guys aren't like, you know, private and hiding, but I think it's really interesting that you guys have really stayed private on Instagram and haven't become influencers yourself. And what was like the, was there a thought process behind that of like you guys keeping your personal accounts private? Not that I like stalked you, but I did. <laughs> you can follow us. Julie, what do you yeah, think? You can obviously follow us. Um, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, it's funny because in the beginning we were completely anonymous. We didn't tell anybody it was us. Mm-hmm. And so for the first like seven months, no one knew. And it like, as it started to pick up traction and people started to find out, um, we eventually had to come out and be like, okay, it's us because like people started to one by one find out. And also Emma had already told every hair person, manicurist, makeup person that she's ever like <laughs> met on the street that on <laughs> the account. And I hadn't told my parents yet, which is a whole other story. Um, but then as we started to do it and people started to find out it was us, we still really wanted to stay behind the scenes and let the account really speak for itself. Um, So we made the conscious decision of keeping our Instagrams private, but it was never really like a thought where we were like, do we want to do it? Do we want to be public? Do we want to like, we were always like, let's just stay behind the scenes because that's how we envisioned it. And as we've grown more and as, you know, we've started to do more things and gotten bigger and more followers that want to stay completely behind the scenes in terms of like our faces and our lives has only grown. Like I, I can't see us ever taking our Instagrams off private. Oh my God. The thought of it gives me like, I, I can't, I seriously, I don't know how you do it. And I mean that with like, I have so much respect. I just, the idea of it is I, I so value the privacy. I don't know. I, I really do. That's why I think that's why we fell in love with podcasting because I do find that audio is a really intimate form of communication without having to kind of like open up your whole 
world in a way. It's so interesting to me because, you know, there is like this, you know, uproar, not uproar, but just kind of like desire for even, you know, like Gen Z and stuff to like get TikTok followers and get TikTok famous and put yourself out there. And it's like you have this huge platform where you can easily redirect people to your personal pages and become a brand personally and then have this other business with comments by celebs. And I'm just like, I have admiration for the fact that like you you guys just decided to be private and then you've kept it up too. And it just shows like, I don't know, it really does show that like entrepreneurial side of you guys. And I mean, I wish I had the privacy. (laughs) I wish I did, but obviously a little too late for that. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's, I I would imagine, I mean, I not, I don't want to speak for you, but I would imagine it's like a blessing and a curse because I know, for example, we're leaving like a lot of money on the table by not doing that. But I also think I can imagine it would be overwhelming at times, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. I was even going to ask you guys, like, favorite part and favorite part of social media is and, you know, like, obviously, like, the balance of it all and, you know, not having your personal accounts. I feel like that takes a lot of maybe the negative stuff out of social media for you guys. Yeah. Um, It definitely does, although it's weird because typically when, like, our account gets, quote, hate, it's not really towards Julie and I, but it's more so like about who we're posting. So let's say we post a celebrity that people aren't a fan of. The way that we see the comments turn into is just something that I, like, I can't imagine what that's like to be on the receiving end. And it's really so upsetting. Like I, people would never, I know people say it all the time, but really people would never say those types of things to someone's face. Yet I genuinely think that they forget that somebody is reading them. And like, we clearly, I'm not equating us, but just for use of this example, like I think people also forget that people are behind meme accounts. So right. like we post, let's say we post something and someone's like, oh, this sucks. Like, I obviously don't care. I'm not personally offended, but like somebody did post that. So then when you're a celebrity or you're an influencer and people are just so mean, I, I guess the like human side of me, like, I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how that and humanity can coexist. It's so, it's terrible. It's like really scary. It's literally terrifying. I watched The Social Dilemma last night and it just, you know, it's not, it's not the best, but at least it's like, you know, you guys do have that kind of, you know, it is about the celebrities. I mean, what is like, so many celebrities obviously like follow you guys now. Do Do you feel like since you guys have gotten so popular that like, obviously I'm sure a ton of celebrities have connected with you guys like through the account. Have people ever like asked you to take stuff down or do you feel like, people are trying to be even funnier in comments so that you post them. <laughs> what do you That's think? what I would be doing. I was like, I'm so mad I'm not a celebrity because I would be killing it on comments by celebs. When you guys posted one of my girlfriends on comments by celebs, Claudia Slusky, because she was like on some Billie Eilish post or whatever. I was like, you've made it. You made it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's so nice. I don't know. I I feel like Julie and I always feel too um like pride like I don't know too like narcissistic to say that it's you know for us. Although I do think that comments are now making headlines. So yeah. yes, like any human being, celebrity or not, wants to be seen as witty and wants to be seen as funny. So if you now have an opportunity to like amplify that wit to the world, of course you're going to do it. It would be stupid not to. Personally, like when you guys started, you know, gaining followers, like I said, I felt like celebrities were engaging even more because it it did become a source of news. Like. It, it feels like even though you guys are just kind of like reposting the comments, like you guys are almost like breaking stories and starting potential like 
you know, are Tristan and Chloe back together? He's commenting on her posts. Like, what do you guys feel like when, do you feel like this like responsibility of when you post something that it like might cause a headline or are you just like, this is hilarious and I'm posting it? Well, I think there's like, there are a couple of different kinds of comments, but in terms of ones that make headlines, the conversation that we have a lot about celebrities doing that is that in the past, like pre-social media, everything they had to do had to go through a publicist. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. as simple as just making a statement. It was like the publicist approved it. A magazine, you know, was picked exclusively to release it. Like it was a very different process than it is now. So when we, when a celebrity comments on something, they have so much power in the narrative that they can control and what they can put out and they can confirm or deny with one click of a button. And therefore we can then post it. Um, So I don't know if it's necessarily like a sense of quote responsibility that we feel but if a celebrity does something that we know is headline making, we're of course going to post it because A, it kind of gets what they want out. And then B, we know that our stuff is then going to be embedded in different posts and it's going to kind of source back to us. So those are actually some of our favorite posts that we do. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like we separate the we separate the, the comments into different categories in a way. Like, is this just lighthearted? Is this just funny? Or, oh my God, did Scott just accidentally confirm that Chloe and Tristan are back together and like, let's talk about it kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I've noticed the kind of categorizing of stuff. And obviously you guys have like now comments by Bravo, comments by influencers, comments by athletes. And you even started another account and it kind of goes to like the feel good of it all because I think you guys do a really good job of like, it, it is a safe place. Like it really is like a mood booster. It's something that's funny. It kind of takes you out of reality. And now you've started this other account that almost, you know, kind of a little bit reminded me of some of like the gossip e accounts, but you guys, you know, are really making sure that it is still a feel good space and it's overheard celebs and you've partnered with overheard LA. And I didn't even know about it until I got an email. So I need you guys to explain to everyone because I feel like this is going to be everyone's new favorite account. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we love the team at Overheard. We've been friends with them for a while and we've kind of wanted to do something together, but we were trying to figure out what that was. And we had this idea of Overheard celebs of kind of like, like you said, there are a lot of gossip accounts and blinds accounts. And I think those are like really juicy and fun and um, you can get kind of like great gossip. But I think what we wanted more so was to highlight, you know, these random nothing crazy, but just lighthearted, fun interactions that people have with celebrities that would have never normally made it to like the public sphere. You know, just like very, someone's in a bathroom with Rihanna and had a really funny kind of moment with her. Those types of things that people want to tell those stories. I think they want to be heard. And I just think it's like a safe, I guess the best way to put it is that I genuinely don't think celebrities are afraid of our, our main account. Like I think that they get that our goal isn't to like out them or or do something shady. Like I think that they get that it's just kind of a fun gallery for pop culture enthusiasts to like unite. And I wanted, we all wanted the Overheard Celebs account to have that same vibe of like, we don't want celebrities to fear showing up on it. If anything, it's a good thing. It's a fun thing. It's like they may have had this interaction with the fan that they completely forgot about and the fan remembered it. And then the celebrity, hopefully if it gets big enough and you know, that account circulates, they will see it. Like the um the Harry Styles one we posted yesterday where somebody was going to an ice, ice cream shop and 
needed someone to watch their dog and Harry Styles just watched the dog for them while they got ice cream. Like that's no, that's not crazy. That's not juicy. That's not gossip. Like we by no, no means would ever try or want to do the job that blinds do. I think that they do a really good job themselves, but like, that's a great Harry Styles moment that I just want the world to know about. Like Emma said, it was a very conscious decision that we made from the beginning about keeping everything positive and being a place that celebrities aren't going to be scared to be featured on. And I think that was something that really, really helped us in growing because I think that our celebrity followers and our celebrities who interact with the account have really been such a major part in it growing. So with this new project, we kind of wanted to carry that through also. And I think also something that's a great byproduct of both of those things is it really humanizes the celebrity. And there are certainly a lot of people who love reading about celebrity gossip and love knowing about certain celebrities for the negative sides of things. Like they want to hear this person did something awful or they want to hear this person, you know, hooked up with another person and screwed them over or like some weird thing like that. And those exist. The thing that doesn't really exist is people are like, I just want to hear a funny, wholesome story about a celebrity that I really like. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I even said like when I was thinking about it I was like it's just such a crazy time and if we can just like have like a little giggle especially on social media when like sometimes you know scrolling through Instagram can be stressful it's like these are like those like little nuggets that you can actually laugh and enjoy and I personally love what you guys did with like the new just kind of style of it I think it's so cool that you guys like actually gave it a different aesthetic this is me being just like dorky and into Instagram clearly but how did you guys decide to like kind of make it a different like aesthetic vibe and look? Is it because you guys partnered with Overheard LA or you guys just wanted to kind of have it just have a different vibe in general? Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, and I actually specifically coming from you, that means a lot because I know that you have like a very kind of perfect aesthetic. So I <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a hundred percent a collaboration. Like they, we, we knew we wanted something that was different from both of our feeds. And we also had this idea of like making it kind of a book, which is why you'll see all the posts say like a chapter number next to the story. So it was kind of our goal is to make it like the Instagram form of this book, like this collection of stories. Um, and they, a lot of it was them. They, you know, they have a great team there, specifically Bridget. She, you know, was constantly just sending us stuff and going back and we had a bunch of calls. And I think we ended up on that color scheme because it was one that just made sense. It was different than both of ours. It was still muted. And also you have to think, and I'm sure you obviously think of this too, like if somebody's sharing your post, you want it to look aesthetically pleasing. So we wanted to make sure that it was, it looked a way that if somebody was sharing it to their story, it would be something that other people would be enticed to look at. And I honestly, like, it's only been literally a day, but I kind of think it is. I feel like people are, when I see people sharing and I look and I'm like, oh, I like the way that that looks. Don't you feel like, I know we haven't talked about it, but. Yeah. Oh my God. I love the aesthetic. It's like, Isabel actually was the one that wrote and was like, it looks so literally sexy when people share it to their stories. Yeah. I know it's like, I'm like, oh my God, this is my aesthetic. Like now I can like share it, like just like funny, funny, like memes to my story. Not that they're necessarily memes, but it's still, I like love how it's like a new vibe. And I was thinking like, it's brand new. So are you guys just kind of like waiting for like DMs to just come flooding in about people's celebrity experiences? Yeah. So we, we basically have, you know, a certain amount of content banked and we have it like categorized and organized. And then the account, I mean, I guess I should say this to anyone listening, if you have a fun story that you want to share, you can remain anonymous, not gossipy, but like just a lighthearted encounter, definitely DM it to overheard celebs because we've, that's now a huge part of the job, kind of like 
last night, actually, we assigned the roles of who's going to do that, who's going to answer the DMs, who's going to answer the emails, and kind of just going through. So we have content banked, but we're also constantly recirculating as new stuff comes in. I can't believe you guys are doing this all and you haven't seen each other in months. Like, that's crazy. I, I know. can't believe it. I, know. I, I don't know. We miss each other so much. You guys are crazy. I like, I think you're like the last people in the podcast world that I've heard that like still haven't seen each other. So like, good job on the quarantining. <laughs> Thank you. But you guys also have a podcast not to just like jump through each project, but I just feel like they're so like different and special in their own ways. And the one thing I will say about your podcast that I think is so like different and unique is just the way you guys like so detail orientedly go through and break down exactly what was happening. I remember when the Fofty thing happened with Lala <laughs> and 50 Cent and Randall. I was like, I'm so confused. What is going on? And you just like broke it down like the fucking main news anchor on ABC. Like, <laughs> like hard hitting facts. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm literally obsessed with just celebrity gossip and pop culture and everything. So when did you guys like decide to start podcasting and is it just kind of like just you guys talking about pop culture and like breaking stuff up breaking stuff down is it like opinion based and you have guests on right first of all julie how like she, why is she being so nice this is so oh my god I, no. say, I don't know if we deserve this <laughs> we don't shut up no, no, I it's seriously like on my way on um, I was just out before and on my way I like voice noting Julie. I just had like a rough morning. So this is you're honestly I really just appreciate your whole energy. Yeah, so thank you. Booster. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Um okay, so I'll tell you basically how it happened. So we had always kind of like in the back of our minds fantasized about doing a podcast just because Julie and I communicate literally ninety percent of the time via voice notes. Like that's just how we talk. Oh. Um, so we thought like, how fun would that be? But we never were proactive in making any steps for it. We kind of figured it'd be down the line. And in 2018, we were approached by Betches. Um, Julie was still at school at the time. They brought me in for a meeting and they were like, you know, we're trying to expand our podcast. We'd love to have you come in. We went in, we started it there. Um, Kelly Ripa did our inaugural, inaugural episode and we were, you know, like very excited. We ended up in beginning of 2019, moving to Cadence, just Business-wise, it made more sense, but we are always just forever grateful to Betches for like giving us the opportunity in the first place. Um, and yeah, so we do three episodes a week now. And on oh Monday, I know we just added we added another. So on Mondays, Julie and I do a full breakdown of that week in pop culture. So basically, any main story that happened, Julie does a very very intensive outline. We discuss <laughs> what we're going to do ahead of time. Julie probably does every week like a ten-page outline, puts in all the details. Um, we do an award ceremony and a Kardashian recap and we know, we don't discuss anything ahead of time. So like we have the facts in front of us, but we want to make sure that the conversation is very natural. So, I mean, if you listen, you know, this, but typically like we'll basically break down what happened and then we'll talk about it. So I, our goal is that if you know everything or you know nothing, we still want you to feel like you can listen. Right. Um, and then on, well now on Fridays we recap keeping up. So like our episode today just came out where we recap every episode. And during the hiatus, we were doing old seasons, which was really fun to kind of go back on like seasons one, season two. And then just two weeks ago, Isabel and I, who's the third member of our team, added a Bravo episode. So we, I know. Yeah. I know. Oh I'm like obsessed with listening to Bravo recaps. You have no idea. It's, there's so much to talk about in the world of Bravo this year. I can't even believe it. I know anyone that's saying these seasons are bad. I'm just like, no, they're good because I get to listen to everyone recap them. Like that's 
Like I watch them almost as just like preparation to listen to podcasts, not just like to watch them. Like that's how much the media has changed the way I consume content. It's like, I want to know what's going on. So then I can listen to your podcast. That's so (laughs) funny. Oh my God. Isn't that like so weird? It's like so backwards. It's, it's just like, that's, I feel like how I need to engage. I think I actually looked to see if you guys had a Bravo one yesterday, because that's how desperate and obsessed I am to listen to Bravo content. So good to know that you actually have it. And I'm not just insane and made it up in my head. No, you're, you're not insane. We do ours. We kind of do like, there's so many people that do amazing recaps, like scene by scene. So Isabel and I were like, we're not going to recap. We're going to just discuss and like analyze. So like, you know, obviously last night we're talking in depthly about the maternal relationship between Ramona and Leah and why that was toxic, like just going really, really in depth. And I feel like that's where that's like my passion. <laughs> Literally my passion. I need to know one how do you guys feel about the Kardashians coming to an end? I'm very, I'm like having a hard time with it still. I mean, <laughs> I understand that this was destined to happen eventually. I knew it would be in the near future. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm over it already. I just think that the thing that we were talking about is there are so many different layers to what it means for the Kardashians to end. Like, it's not just like the show's over. It's like, first of all, it has, it says so much about like the current state of linear television and reality TV and, everything that goes into that versus streaming services. Um, It says a lot about, you know, E in general and, you know, that kind of being like the beacon of pop culture and what it means for Kardashians to not exist there anymore. And also I think the thing that we're mourning the most is that there was such security in knowing that when some major news happened with the Kardashians in a couple of months, we'd be able to see all of the behind the scenes of that. So no matter what rumors came out or what stories were being told or what was confusing, we would get our straight answer eventually. And now we don't really get that anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's You're, you're definitely mourning the loss of the behind the scenes. I think that's <laughs> the biggest part of it. Yeah. And then I need to know who, what you think about Dorinda. Oh, oh my God. I, okay. Here's my thing with Dorinda. The reason that it's so upsetting for me, her behavior, is because I genuinely really like her. Like, there are some housewives where the way that they're acting, you can't expect more of them because that's just their bar. Like Ramona, she's very entertaining, but you can't expect that much out of Ramona because that's just kind of her limit. Whereas Dorinda is this, like, seemingly or normally aware, intelligent woman who typically operates with, like, kindness, yet the way that she's deflecting this season is something, like, I've never seen. Like, I know people were giving Denise shit for it, but I think you can't even compare the two. Like Dorinda's deflection is angry and it's just so clear that she has so much unresolved stuff in herself. And for some reason, Tinsley decides to be her, you know, punching bag. And it's just so unfortunate and unfair. And as a viewer, I find it so frustrating because I know she's better than this. Oh yeah. It, it, It literally like gives me a pit in my stomach when I'm watching it. And it's like, how is anyone watching this in like on team Dorinda? Cause it's just so like, it just literally makes my blood boil. It makes me so angry. And I honestly wasn't shocked when she got fired, even though no one really knows why she got fired. But like, I want to hope that it's because of her anger issues, even though I feel like it's all way more complicated than that. Well, it's kind of weird because first they're saying she got fired. Then they're saying that, you know, they were hoping she could, look at her behavior and be able to reflect. But since she wasn't able to do it, that's why they had to pull the plug. But then, you know, Andy was on Watch What Happens basically saying that it's kind of like an open invite for her back. So what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it's not as, it's not as final as we initially thought. So I don't know if it's, um, 
Because remember that rumor, like page six posted that article saying it was because of the turkey baster comment that she made to Tinsley, which was an incredibly poor taste and really uncalled for. But they were saying that's why. And Andy commented on it and was like, this is not true. That's not why. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a full answer, but I don't think it's the craziest thing if she were to come back in like two seasons. I'm just saying. That's true. And I feel like some of those ladies just kind of like, that's like their only source of like income and pride and joy. And I would be shocked if they like actually willingly walked away. And I think with Denise, it's so different because she has her kind of own star power, like on her own. And she, or it's mostly just like, she has the money to kind of like walk away. But were you guys shocked that she actually decided to leave? Oh my god! Well, wait. Full disclosure, Julie. Julie's like <laughs> Julie doesn't I think that if I can stay quiet enough, no one will notice that I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to, the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to, okay. No, no, no. The thing is, Julie like watches every television show, and I watch none except for the one gap in our like knowledge is she doesn't watch Bravo. Ugh. So every time this happens, it's like, I always feel like I have to say that. So people don't think that I'm not letting her get away. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Denise. I, no, I wasn't surprised at all. I thought it, like, if I was her, I would have done the same thing. I, I don't know if you watched on Wednesday night. Did you? Of course. Oh my God. I was like, yes, of course it was entertaining, but it was to the point where like, I didn't want this for her. Like for her sanity, I really feel like she needed to be out of this. It was painful. I felt. Oh, it was so painful. I mean, I feel like I sometimes I fight with my friends over it. It's like you get so just into it that you're like, How, what do you mean Lisa Rinna is not being that bad? I'm like, she's being horrendous right now. Like I get like so angry. That's why I need these outlets of podcasts to listen to so that I don't fight with my friends on like Bravo shows, literally. <laughs> That's amazing. And I feel like with the Kardashians, I know, Julie, that you're grieving with the behind the scenes, but I feel like we get so much on Instagram that it's like I almost don't even need to watch the show. I can watch clips of it online, literally look at your guys' account, look at their account, and I just know exactly what's going on. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that there are certain things where it's like you'll you'll always know. Like they tweet, they'll Instagram story, birthday parties, family events, you'll always get that behind the scenes. But I was more so like, Imagine Jordan and Tristan happening and not getting the behind the scenes of that. Oh, yeah. Imagine the first time that Tristan cheated on Chloe and not being able to see them all in the delivery room together. Like that's what's really, that's what's a stinger. Oh yeah. That's, that's the juicy stuff. And then do you yeah. guys watch Bachelor at all? Mm, not so much. But do you guys, do you, do you have, you don't have comments by Bachelor, do you? Yes, you do. No, we do. <laughs> you pay attention to comments by Bachelor, but you don't tune in. Are you going to be tuning in for the upcoming season because of all the coronavirus drama? I Like, I feel like for the sake of our podcast, we have to. That's like when it becomes work. It's like, you literally are like, oh, it's not that I have to watch The Bachelor. It's I have to research The Bachelor. Right. Right. I mean- I do think though there are some there are some people and some podcasts that are so like have been such bachelor fans and they just do a really good job. So I don't feel like we have to cover every aspect of it. Like I'm totally comfortable with leaving that to some people. We all have our strengths. So if it's if it's as painstaking as it was for me to watch Peter's season, I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> you know, why do you wanna hear us talk about it when we don't even like it when you can hear the palpable like excitement in some people's voices? Like I would never you know what I mean? Like other people can do just as good of a job. Um, but I'll see because I'm very curious about this Claire thing. Yeah, I think it's like they've done a good job of like hyping it up on social media. I think we were all out of Bachelor after Peter's season. And now it's just, they know how to reel us back in. Fucking Chris Harrison. It's just like, I'm like, you really know how to reel me back in. Because I just, I want to know 
what's going on slash like I don't have a life like my mood booster because I always talk about it on my podcast is like what like recenters me makes me happy makes me relax is literally reality tv and so before I let you guys go I need to do like mood boosters celebrity pop culture edition like what just like makes you feel the best in the pop culture world Mm -hmm. I love that question Julie what's yours I know I know yours I say what you're gonna say although I think I know I can you say because I don't know (laughs) I thought you were gonna say when Kim posts saint oh I mean any celebrity kids like Chrissy Teigen's story last night of her accidentally saying she's having a boy is one of the funniest things I've seen on social media um but yeah I just love I love when Kim posts the kids I love when any of them post their kids I love probably Chrissy posting Luna and Miles is like my celebrity mood booster (laughs) yeah um I love I love a good I love it all, but I think I may love a good like closet situation. Like I could watch. I know that obviously it's probably really insensitive for these people to be posting their stuff. I get it. Like I'm, I'm like right now at this time, and I totally understand that. However, the just like pure entertainment side of me wants to see every inch of Kylie's closet. Like when she's done, when she did the um, what's in my bag YouTube video, and she did it in her in her closet, and she has the Birkins. Like I, what I would do for a tour of that is, (laughs) I can't even tell you. Like that's, that's up there for me. Although, holy fuck, how do we not even say this? Did I was you just gonna say I have a revised answer, and I know you're gonna say the same. Oh my god, Julie, how do we not say that? Any Jen and Brad interaction, specifically last night, is not just my celebrity mood booster. I think it's like, I think it's the only thing keeping me stable. <laughs> I think it is a drug. I I can't even explain it. Last night was, I I'm a new person. They got on like some type of Zoom, right? So they did a Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like celebrity table read. And I think it was Dane Cook who kind of uh, ran the whole thing. Jimmy Kimmel did it. Morgan Freeman was the narrator. And there they did the scene where um, like where Brad's character was like masturbating in the movie and Jen's character walks in and they're like hitting on each other doing the the table read and I was like how is this real and then you have the moment in the very beginning where they all come on and Brad goes hey Aniston and she's like how are you and I'm like oh my god how is this real oh my god oh my god I'm actually I just got so hot I just got full body chills (laughs) if that's not a mood booster I truly don't know what is and I know that everyone at home is feeling the same way Oh, oh it is hard, hard not to. to. <laughs> if that didn't happen, I would have gone to the doctor. <laughs> you would have been like, I'm so mentally unstable. This didn't even make me happy. Something <laughs> is wrong. Yeah, I would have immediately done. Good thing it did. It was the happiest I've ever felt. So I don't know if that's also <laughs> a bad thing. but <laughs> And now it all makes sense why you guys run comments by celebs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Before I let you guys go, I need to know what's next, what we can expect from you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we're really hoping to kind of get into the video content world, not us on camera, obviously, but kind of more in a producing role, just because I think that there's some really cool ideas that we could do centered around some of our accounts in a way. Um, so we will see what happens with that, but definitely going into like production from a video standpoint is something we're really focused on you guys are just like actual like everyone always says they're a boss babe and not like just like mlm people but like everyone's like i'm a boss (laughs) ass bitch and it's like you guys keeping yourself behind the scenes 
having that like private, but then wanting to be the producer role is just, I think the most fucking coolest thing ever. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to see you guys take over the world and just please do not stop posting ever. Promise we won't. Thank you. This is so nice. And I really like for my mental health, I really needed this today. So I'm so appreciative to you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, of course. That's what mood is all about. Just boosting it and, you know, just being open and honest about the fact that like, we're all like probably not fine, but like, these are the things that get us through. Totally. Oh my God. I have no shame in saying that a Jen and Brad interaction is the best part of my week. Like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. I hope to meet you IRL in 2021 or 2022, whenever life goes back to normal. But in the meantime, keep giving us little glimmers of hope on the internet. (laughs) We will. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.